episode of the Artverse Commerce Podcast, proudly presented by Masters in Motion. This week is cinematographer Eric Bronco. It was uh, awesome to talk to Eric. He's the type of guy that is just so easygoing, such an open book on his experience in the industry, how he has uh, navigated navigated it. And, you know, I think that this was one of those conversations where it was much more about viewing things from a career standpoint, which is funny because I think um, almost similar to Natalie Kingston, he was he talks about it in a way that, like, you know, he doesn't really plan for it, but yet he gives a lot of insight into how he went about things. So it's kind of funny. You don't even realize maybe sometimes how you are kind of naturally going about things. And, and that's, a, that's a great takeaway too. And it's something that I, I took away from my conversation with Eric. He uh, born and raised in New York and he went to SVA and he talks about how he dropped out and the reasons why and that he just started getting into filmmaking on the G&E side before uh, coming up to being a cinematographer. And he really speaks quite well about how he figured out the moments and the ways in which to make those jumps uh, in terms of roles on set and how you should be thinking about the way people view you and why those things uh, really matter. And then as he was working his way up the chain also on in film festivals and how to, um, you know, to not think lesser than or, or, or think that the mid-tier festivals don't have value. He, he explains in great detail exactly why they have value. And then, he, you know, he's gone on to also be in Sundance and Tribeca and South by Southwest. So he has um, so much knowledge about that aspect of it, including how to deal with something as big as the Sundance Film Festival and how to, how to view that and how to really prior, like, um, how to prioritize your time there and how to really um, succeed with, with that type of opportunity. So it's great. And then on top of that, in, uh, in the past couple months, Variety recently named him one of the uh, top 10 cinematographers to watch in 2019. And that is because his most recent film, which was at Sundance, was the winner of Sundance. And so when you, uh, when you pull off something like that, Variety gives you that type of uh, accolade. And he uh, was just such an open book about it, um, talking about how at every step what changed in his career for him and what didn't, what stayed the same, what shifted, uh, including his most recent success and how that really has put him in this new position and uh, what the uh, view looks like from where he's currently sitting. So uh, really great hour. Definitely um, was so much fun to talk to him. And uh, just to circle back, we are presented by Masters in Motion, which is a three-day filmmaking conference in Austin, Texas that happens every year in December. Uh, ACE editors, ASC cinematographers, big-time production designers, they all come down, they all give talks. Um, a lot of uh, knowledge is given, but also it's about hanging out afterwards. They come out to the bars, they chill. You can, you can pick their brain, you can really talk to them as uh, as people and i think that's what makes it unique and special so that's masters in motion so this week is eric bronco week on the pod thanks for being here so to start i mean just to go kind of back to the beginning i always find it interesting when when um, new yorkers go to uh, one of those interesting high schools mm. and i'm always curious to hear about what that experience was like because growing up on Long Island, like I was always aware of it, but I never fully understood what it might have meant in terms of a different type of experience, and if and if it if it lended itself at all. I find I'm I'm curious about that. Yeah, so I went to the I went to the Bronx High School of Science. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if I had to do it all over again, I would not go back. Oh, really? There. Yeah, it was, I mean, you know, I knew, I knew, I, you know, I think I knew early on that I wanted to be in the arts. Um, you did? Yeah. How so, early on? I mean, from early, the early, like five or so. Oh, oh, like you've always just wanted, but yeah. did you have an idea of what, of what that it, that it would manifest to in terms of like cinematography? What did that journey? No. So I, I actually, I mean, I knew, I knew I wanted to do something in the like in the arts possibly in the performing arts yeah um i was drawing all the time as a kid like like sculpting painting all that stuff um and uh and movies were kind of always my like i kind of pretty early on maybe like you know like five six seven kind of put together that filmmaking would was like something i could do that incorporated all of the like you know disciplines of art that i loved and you kind of realized that Super young. Yeah. Um, uh, Did you have artists in your family? No, none. Um, so there wasn't anybody that was guiding. That. No. So it was one of those things where I was like, okay, you know, like I, somebody has to get paid doing this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I know, like it's not possible from like my vantage point, but yeah. like I know that there are people out in the world that get paid to make movies. Sure. So sure. I now like it becomes how to become one of those people, and so I um, actually started acting first. Oh really? Um, which is something I don't really like. Talk about talk about, but like, I mean, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, when I, you know, when you're like nine, ten, mm-hmm. and you want to be involved in like, well, it's the most stuff. tangible way that you can like see how to be involved in the beginning. Exactly, you don't yeah. know about the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that so, makes sense. Um, also, like nobody's gonna shoot trust a ten year old to shoot their movies. So, no, they're not. So no, uh, nor should they. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I you know I did a lot of New York kind of like theater off Broadway stuff. Mm. Um, well, yeah, you're also in New York. Yeah, so it's so accessible. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, grew up in the Bronx. Grew up in the Bronx. Cool. Um, you know, so I'd go down. Go down. I took classes at a at an acting studio called uh, Herbert Berghoff Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and was kind of involved in a lot of their like in their a lot of their productions and plays and stuff. Yeah, and that was my like okay, like that was kind of my like all right. Now I see people who are doing this for a living. Like, yeah, they're not making a lot of money, but like, yeah. you know what I mean. But like these are people who like act for a living. That mm-hmm. is what they do. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, you know, at some point it kind of transitioned from that into like writing, directing, acting. Mm-hmm. That was what I thought I would be doing, and then um, you know probably actually right around the time I was in high school, started making movies with my buddies and realized that I never had anybody to hold the camera. And so I like pulled back from acting and just started so you were, shooting. You were, you were one of those types that was like making stuff oh, yeah. in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, like I, I started working really early. Like my family didn't have a ton of money. So it wasn't like anyone's, you know, like buy me a camera. You know what I mean? No, I get um, it. And so like I worked like three summer jobs and mm-hmm. like bought a little mini DV camera. I bought a high eight camera. Um, and then realized that like I did not like ed- like VHS deck like editing was not gonna cut it. And no, so, my God, no. <laughs> so like I uh, so then I bought a little mini DV camera like the year after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like from that moment on, just started like I, you know I got a like a, a, a Mac you know that uh, like I could do FireWire and like this. Right. Is the, I think Gen One iMovie and Final Cut. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was all pre pre going. To, so like you know, by the time that you were going to go to school, yeah. So I I mean I knew I knew, um, you know I think I think so. I, going back to talking about Bronx Science, yeah. I went there. They were like insanely unsupportive of anything art related. Oh really? Um, which was weird because like to me, you know, 
the part like you know part of school is being like a well-rounded human <laughs> and oh, so, so the like, fact that that high school actually angled towards one thing in particular it's like you're too young for that type of specification i mean i, I don't think i was too young for that sort of for that you know specificity but it was like i i did not want to be a physicist and i knew that yeah and yet it was like for example like i was not able my scene they they offered one film mm-hmm. uh elective yeah which I was not able to take because I had failed chemistry three years prior. And if Seems you fail like a science class, connection. you have to take two science classes to make up for it. Uh. So, so uh, I, like my whole time there, I was like, I'm going to be a filmmaker. I can't wait. I can't wait. Like, I'm so excited. And then they were like, oh, by the way, you can't take the film class. You got to take another science elective. Because of something that because you did of, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, so that, you know, that was the kind of like... Mm vibe of that place well as a um, as a new yorker uh that's good to know yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so um so you know i think being in, in that school for four years really like solidified that like trajectory that i was like i'm out of here like i'm going fascinating to art school it wasn't it solidified it not in that it was on the positive but that it was because like the absence of art was like nah that's not yeah i, I know yeah, that so I, that's like, where i should be yeah so i you know i didn't even i didn't look at colleges that were not like art intensive schools. Yeah. So um, in a way it got you there anyway. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, in, in continuation with my like school, horrible schooling experiences, I ended up going to the school of visual arts, got there and hated that too. And I was like, for what reason? Uh, I think there was no way it could have like, after all of the like, you know, expectations I had put on like film school and being in a place like the cultivated the arts. Yeah. There was no way anywhere could ever live up to that. I see. And so I think I got there, um, you know, it was the kind of thing where, like, in high school, I kind of, like, blew off my homework, mm-hmm. my, like, math homework to go, like, make movies with friends and, like, self-teach myself how to, like, you know, do that, kind of, you know, make a movie or edit a movie or shoot a movie. Yeah. And so I think by time I got to film school, I already knew, like, the basics of it. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the first year was, like, the basics. Right. And so... You know, for example, like I said, I like I saved up my money and bought a bought a camera. You felt like you knew already when they. I was like, oh, like the first semester was film, mm-hmm. and the second semester was digital. Yeah, and so that second semester came, and I was like, oh, like here we go, I can't wait. And they opened up the Pelican case, sure. and it was the camera I, I owned. I was like, I've been waiting a year. Yeah, <laughs> to like get in here. Yeah. And like it was just the like I I just felt like I was spinning my wheels, and so. Um, well, that's kind of good to hear. I think that there's a there's this you know every time I sit down, especially with a DP in particular, or just I, I guess any role, it's just like did you go to film school or didn't you? And then if you didn't, where did the education come from? Because it had to come from somewhere. And it's nice to hear from the people that went to film school who are just like you know I don't know how much it really provided. I mean, I think you know film school. I think is the is connections, like, of course. Yeah, like insanely important for the connections. Yeah, you know the the problem. That's was, the crux. Yeah, the, like but I mean, you know, for me, I was going to I was going to like kind of like the working class film school, where like you viewed SVA that way. Yeah, definitely. It was like SVA or NYU. NYU was I think like forty five a year, and SVA was saying. eighteen. You're, yeah, from a New York uh, from a local New Yorker's perspective. Yeah, and so like you know the kids, like I didn't go to NYU, so I can't really speak to that. But mm-hmm. like the people at NYU that were like my peers, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, cause I, you know, once I dropped out, I started just working grip electric, you know, like on indie film in the city. Gotcha. I ended up doing like tons of student films and stuff. How long into your, into the education did you drop out? A uh, year and a half. What was the impetus to make? I mean, that's a big decision. Um, 
maybe depending on like the relationship to your family, they might be like worried that you're doing something like that. Like what, um, that seems like a heavy decision. Obviously it turned out to be the right one, but at the time you don't know that. It like, I think thinking back now, I'm Mm. like, that was crazy that I did that. Yeah. But like then it just seemed like the natural step. It was obvious to you. Yeah. Like I had, like it was never a thing, you know, like I don't even, I don't even remember having a moment where like I told my mother that I was dropping out of school. Oh, I don't wow. like I don't even remember that as like Oh, it just wasn't it wasn't a big deal. I don't I mean, I don't think so at the time. It just seemed that well also because it wasn't like you were dropping out without a plan. Like you had clearly been in like the the film world enough to know like I know that I'm gonna go and start being in the actual film industry yeah, by being in G and E. Yeah. Um you know, and it was the kind of thing where like I was starting to get some like offers to work on sets as like a PA or like a intern or whatever and like that seemed better than the class that yeah was i was telling like, you about the camera you already owned. exactly yeah. exactly so i was you know um but so like i was saying like film school for me i think is all about the connections and sure. like a place like sva um it was all like i call them like first generation artists you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's they, like nobody came from a family of artists I see nobody came from like everyone there was going to be the first one to make it yeah and so like they weren't the kind of people. Whereas, like at other film schools, I have buddies who like got their career kicked off like a year or two out of film school because they were a DP, and like a buddy from film school was like, "Hey, my parents gave me a hundred grand to make a make a short film. Like, let's go shoot it." And then that film goes into festivals, and it's like, boom, done. Yeah. Whereas, like that was not going to happen. Yeah. With the people that I knew at SVA, um, everybody was like scraping and clawing and trying to like get into the you know thing. Um, Maybe. It- I could see in the long run that being a better thing holistically, maybe. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean obviously, there isn't that. It's nice to have connections. Yeah, There's nothing, yeah, yeah. No, no one can say anything negative about Exactly, that, exactly. But, um, but uh, so, like, yeah, so, you know, the, like, the, you know, the, I don't, you know, I, I was not going to make those kinds of connections at SVA where it was, like, going to. Oh, I see. Like so you're saying even that element of film school at SVA wasn't really there because yeah. it's SVA and no one, you know, maybe if those people grew up and then started to do good things, it'll come back around in exactly. 10 years, yeah. but it wasn't like there was going to be a launch pad because... Yeah, which is funny because it actually did come back around. Well, there you go. <laughs> I just spent the second half of last year doing a documentary directed by somebody that I went to SVA with. Well, that's nice. Um, I think they were in every class I had there. Oh, wow. Um, and like we fell out of touch and a producer was like, oh, I want, I, want to, I want you to meet this director. Let's talk about this, you know, doing this doc. Yeah. And I saw the email and I was like, wait, is this? Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, well, that's funny. And so, yeah, so we ended up doing this doc together. That's cool. Uh, so it did come back around. That's but, good. Uh, I, yeah. Maybe that'll happen more now. Now yeah, that people maybe. are kind of like reaching their, yeah, yeah, yeah. their, uh, their place. Exactly. So when you first got into uh, G&E, was it, um, did you always know, like, I, I'm just going to go there to learn and I know wholeheartedly that I wanted to be a DP and this was a stepping stone? Was that the approach from the beginning? Yeah, definitely. It was like, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I kind of treated it like my education. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure, yeah. You know, I didn't, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I was, I would be on set. Who does? Like. In the beginning like that? I had. All the I, nicknames? I, I mean, showed it's up, hard. I showed up my first day. Especially in G&E, man. I didn't know that I had, like, should have had tools or anything. Like, I showed up just like, I'm here, everyone. Yeah. And I saw everybody else had tool bags. And I remember, uh, like, a, he's a super close friend of mine now. Uh, the key grip on the job is this guy, Brandon Taylor, um, who's an amazing key grip. Yeah. Uh, and, uh. 
I showed up on the set and I remember looking at him and being like, oh, my, like, somebody stole my tool bag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't like, sorry, like, can I, you know, can Dude, I, like, how many of them bought that? <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, and so then, like, that lie continued when, like, I showed up the next day with, like, a brand new, like, tool bag that had clearly oh, yeah. never been used. I like, had to I, had to get, I had to get a new one. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, um, how long until you felt like you started to get a groove? Like, I'm always curious when people are in those positions, when they, um, how they met, because it's a good thing for all the education, but then it's hard to actually get out of it to move to the next thing because you get yeah. into that place, people view you that way. Like that's where you start to get comfortable. Like how did how exactly. did you navigate well, like making that shift? Kind of, like navigate making the want, shift towards your like goal out of that into DPing. Yeah, um, or maybe you were also moving up in G and E departments beforehand. Yeah, I was. Yeah, so it was like so I started working grip side kind of noticed that like the gaffer was like was the dude the person yeah and yeah. so i was like okay like we'll slide over here so i started then i jumped over to a electrician i was a best boy for a long time i came came up under this like really for a long time how long like i don't know maybe like three years okay yeah um, decent uh yeah yeah probably ballpark maybe like two years three yeah. years um, enough to get good with it yeah, and then, and like I was, whenever that gaffer jumped off, I would gaff like that, right. you know, whatever that job was at that right. day, or you know what I mean? Um, like the dude I was working for was like kind of notorious for like hopping off a job for like a higher rate. <laughs> so like I was often like given opportunities to That's like great. step up and like, you know. Good person to work on. Yeah, right. So it was like I was able to do a lot of, uh, I was able to like gaff things I otherwise would not have been qualified to gaff. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Um, and like learned, that's a nice place to be. Learned so much from doing that, uh, but the whole time was shooting, like on weekends, you know, and st- still like shooting stuff with my buddies and mm-hmm. everything. And um, except now, like we had actual actors. Like I would audition people and cast people. You know what I mean? And like I would like steal people from the set and be like, "Yo, I'm making a short film on Sunday. Like, you know, come help out." And so were you? Were you like writing these things? Like how? Yeah, how yeah, yeah. You? I was like writing and directing a oh, bunch of shorts. Okay. Um, Even though, at, I mean, at that time, were you having some sort of? Uh, like indecision about wanting to be a director and or a DP? Um, no, I think, you know, I think um, it's the kind of thing where like, you know, I think my career trajectory is going to, is going to be like directing smaller, like passion projects mm. and like shooting larger things. Okay. Um, so that's kind of still like, gotcha. still in the works. Is it because directing bigger things later, later on is like an, an interest? Um, Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Play. Um, play. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like I'm. You know. I, f- I find that I'm happier when I don't have goals. When I'm just. That's like, an kind interesting of like, comment. You know. <laughs> like if I'm when I'm just like if I'm just sliding through and like if something feels right I do it then like yeah. I do no, it. No, I like that. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And so then when when did um oper- like I think the obviously moving up within the G and E department is easier than that switch to DP. Yeah. How did you manage to start that? Um. To two big things happened uh, that really like pushed me into, into like full-time DPing. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, the gaffer I was working under uh, got a job shooting a music, gaffing a music video in Africa. Sick. Called me up and was like, I don't have a passport. Do oh you want to go gaff this? Oh my God. And I was like, absolutely. He should have um, just got a passport. Like, I mean, you, you, good for you. But. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but so i went over where it was in tanzania cool um went over to gaff this music video for what artist who who has the money to do that um it was for an artist named loon who okay. was like a uh like a 
kind of late nineties, early two thousands, like Bad Boy, Puffy, kind of like crew. Artist. Okay, back when um, music videos had a yeah, yeah, crazy yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, um, I mean you're shooting in Tanzania. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, <laughs> so we, you know, landed in Tanzania, and they were like, um, uh, it was a weird situation, and they were like, oh, the director dropped out, and so they bumped the oh, DP a rap music video. up to director, and they bumped me up to DP. Fascinating. Um, and so I did that job and came back to the when states. When that happened, were you like stoked that, that happened? Oh yeah, I was ready. Like yeah. I was like I was like, here's my chance. Like, oh, I'm gonna take this ball and run with it. Yeah. Was um, it was it big production wise in terms of like lighting and 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 proper camera equipment? Yeah, I mean it was probably one of the first jobs where like I didn't know anybody, and True. it was like that's also a part of it, isn't it? Yeah, like you know, so so like when I walked onto set, it was like, oh, here's the DP. It wasn't like, oh, here's that gaffer I know, I know that's, that, that shoots stuff. Yes. It was like, the, oh, he's a big American DP. Yeah, like, nobody dude. knew that it was my first, you know what I mean? Like, yes. first real thing. Yes. Um, I mean, that might have been the first thing I ever got, like, paid to DP. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Um, Not a bad yeah, first right? gig. So I did that. and um, When you came home, was there this feeling like, I need to capitalize on what just happened? Yeah. So, I mean, then I became, I'm sure I was like, awful for the next like three months on set because like i would pop my laptop out and be like hey has everyone seen this video it shot in africa okay oh, <laughs> you know oh, like, which like if i saw somebody doing now i'd be like what <laughs> yeah. what are you doing yeah um but uh but yeah it was like uh it was one of those like got a ton of views on youtube and yeah. like and i just showed everybody i knew everybody i could think of mm. and i was like i shoot music videos everyone just so you know you know, I mean, you're making you're poking fun, but the, and I get that. But it seems, would you argue that that was also helping you at the time to get? I mean, you oh, had yeah. to get your word out. Oh, right? absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know another way yeah. of letting people know that I had done that. You know, what I don't mean? think there is another way. Yeah, like this was I probably pre Facebook. Yeah, this is like so. Around what year do you think? This was 06. Okay, so I mean, infancy, not social media the way that it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. So it wasn't like no. You know. uh, Facebook might have still been for colleges. Yeah, only. like you couldn't get, have a Facebook account yeah. if you weren't in school. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not, so, the, not, not the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, I didn't know another way to do it. And so, um, and so yeah, I, uh, I um, came back and was like hustling on that video really hard and, um, and ended up hooking up with a, uh, like a, uh, like another music video producer that I've been gaffing a ton for, yeah. Um, started DPing mm-hmm. for his shoots, yeah. for his like small shoots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so things are moving now. So like, yeah, I was still, you know, still working, still gaffing heavy, but starting to like now make money as a DP. When did you feel that you made like the first thing that you made in the normal film industry scene in New York or whatever, where you were like, that is something that I'm really like proud of and like sticking my can or not, well i guess proud could be 10 different. years after that yeah i was gonna say like that that, that <laughs> I'm actually not, I'm could, not talk we, to me again we, yeah we could he's like i don't know if i'm there yet i don't know if i'm there yet. no but like when you find like you made something you're like okay like the, the, this is definitely on on some sort of path because i mean you you have had a lot of narrative like in your life and i mean even looking at like the movie um what was it vhs yeah yeah, yeah. like you know that seems Unless that was totally the style, but it also seemed like that was like very early on in your, in your DP abilities and, and, and like experience growth. It was, yeah. So like, you know, I think, I think I got VHS. So it's funny. Uh, VHS was partly produced by this horror, like low, uh, low budget horror company in New York, Glass Eye Picks, which they were, they had a movie called I Sell the Dead, which like my whole g e team was on. And that was the first feature that I was like, I'm not a g e anymore. Like, I'm not going to come do this feature. Um, 
Like what, I'm, I'm what, what gave you the gumption to make that choice? I have no idea. Really? <laughs> like, I don't know. There wasn't know. anything that, that like added to the calculation in that moment? I think, you know, I think it was the kind of thing where I was like, I was getting, I was doing little like DP gigs here and there. And it was like, I don't think I can, I don't think I want to take like a month and a half out of my summer. Yeah. So like. And in, in prime season too, yeah. summer. And it was also, I was starting to become like hyper aware of this kind of like people treat you how they meet you thing. And I was like, I don't, and I didn't know any of these people. Yeah. And I was like, I'm pretty much at the end of my like genie career. I don't want to meet another like hundred people that are going to, that are going to see me as a gaffer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think as a gamble ultimately worked out because even though I wasn't. Were you nervous about turning it down? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, uh, And even, you know, I, and I, even though I wasn't working on it, like I would come hang out hmm. on the, on the it, like randomly they ended up shooting um, a bunch of stuff for that movie in a bar that I, like my local pub in the Bronx, it was the same owner. Mm-hmm. And so the, the guy, like the pub owner in the Bronx was like, oh, they're shooting this movie in my, in my bar downtown. You should go check it out. And I was like, oh, I will. And like went down to the set. He was like, like you know, just yeah. tell them like you're with the bar and you can walk right in. And I walked in and it was all my buddies. And yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it was a couple like things like that. Um, but in that moment, that almost even looks good for you. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was on set not as, like... No, you were coming as, like, a DP checking out another set. Exactly. Which, that exactly. kind of stuff, especially in the beginning, yeah. has weight. It did. So, so I got introduced to all these people as a DP, and mm-hmm. I started shooting a bunch of, like, other stuff for them. My first feature then came through that company. That makes sense, then, because I'm always, like, to get the first feature is always the biggest catch-22. Yeah. And I... I guess this is how it makes sense that you, that it had, that it worked out for you. Yeah, so I met I met tons of people. Um, Interesting that it all really started by saying no yeah. to something. I mean, pretty much everything that's ever happened started by saying no to something else. Mm. You know what I mean? Like leaving myself open for an opportunity. Mm. Um, but but yeah, so I mean, I said I showed up on set and I was like, you know, I was like, oh, what do you do? I was like, I'm a DP, you know. Um, and uh, and they're like, oh, cool, cool, cool. And like kind of the conversation continued and like I hung out for a bit. Like I would come by set every now and then and say hey to everyone. And, you know, I, I like went to the rap party and stuff. And I met this guy, uh, James McKenney, who was gearing up to do a feature. And um, sorry, let me back up actually. Because yeah. ha- so met all these people. And then so the hard break from Genie came. I ended up DPing. One of my like money gigs, I was doing a weekly like sports show, yeah. weekly like web sports uh, thing. Yeah. The team we were doing that with got picked up by ESPN to kick off like ESPN's digital web side. Okay. Um, and so we, this is the end of 07. Mm-hmm. So football, like August 07 to like January basically, we were their like Monday night football web team. Yeah. And so we would fly out to a city on on Saturday morning, Saturday night shoot like a hey, we're in Buffalo. Like this is these like this is the great spot to like have you know, have some wings. Yeah, sure. Come do this. Like yeah. watch a game here, blah 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 blah. Monday morning we would go shoot tailgating and have that video edited and uploaded for halftime. Yeah. So like all the Monday night football games, uh like in 07, they'd be like, Hey, it's halftime. Like also, like, go to ESPN.com and check out, like, the web crews. Yeah, they were like, trying blah, to figure blah, blah, blah. out how to make that They were trying to figure out how content. to make, like, yeah. that kind of, like, digital content. Sure. How to, like, how to, like, retain viewers. Yeah. Like. Have them on their other portals. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, I did that. That was, you know, four days a week for 
like eight months. Wow. Um, and travel. And travel, yes. Yeah. So I turned down every every job. The job forced you. Yeah. I mean, the job like, had no choice. threw you into just camera. I was making, you know, I was making uh, like a laughable amount of money by my standards now, but like at the time, the most money I had ever made doing anything. Yeah. Um, you know, I was young. I had no expenses. Yeah. And I was just like, in my mind, like working, working in the Working cash. four days a week. I was working four days a week. I was traveling everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was DPing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so I was turning down, I turned down all the genie jobs. I shot a couple music videos on my off days, you know, during that span. But then what happened was it forced me to stop working genie because I got at the, like when I came to the other side of that, all of my contacts had like new, People. had a new gaffer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's what happens. That's the danger. Like mm-hmm. when you when you do make the jump, you need to make sure that you are going to land because if not, the period in which you were not, you were telling people, no, they listened and they said, okay, it's, n- it's a no. Exactly. I'm going to go find other people. Exactly. Yeah. They so they got to keep going. So I came back, um, came back from that and was like, okay, like I have no, I'm not going to like work to build contacts to gaff again. You know, I'm, st- I'm fully jumping into, into this DP thing. You know, had the had the money to do it, so I came out here and shot a movie with a buddy of mine, um, where I was kind of like B cam, mm-hmm. like it was just the two of us basically making mm-hmm. this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this movie called Apocalypse California that Chad Peter directed, um, but came into that for like a month. Went back to New York and interviewed for a feature with this guy James McKenney, who was gearing up to do a horror film. Uh, which that ended up becoming my first film, yeah. uh, and it was with the company, this company, Glass Eye Picks, that I had, um, that I had met, like, yeah, you know, as a DP. I'm na- I'm making air quotes. Nobody can see it, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. So then I did that feature, and I just started rolling into like, you know, it just became more and more and more narrative, like narrative all the time, you know. And it was this kind of thing where, you know, I think something people don't really talk about is like, mm. there's like several years worth of like building a catalog yeah before all of the things that you shot matter come out yeah and are visible oh true and so there's like a you know probably like a two or like it was for me probably like a two three year span of like shooting constantly mm. before people will be like oh i saw that movie you shot yeah you know what i mean um and so so yeah, that was you know what I mean that was kind of like when was the first movie that you shot that like started to have some play at a festival and what was that experience like did it, did that first one that it was probably that VHS feel it? yeah oh really um, I think so so happened quick because um, yeah where did it where did it go VHS premiered at Sundance I in mean, 2012 so your first feature premieres at Sundance no. Second feature. Oh, second, second. Uh, but it was an anthology thing. So, like, I don't know, it didn't feel like a feature. Like, it felt like we were running around the woods with a camera. Yeah. You know, and then it turned into, like, a bigger thing. Yeah. Um, In that moment, um, when you were going to Sundance, like... So, I didn't go to Sundance. Oh, wow. What was the reason Could not there? afford to go to Sundance. Oh, wow. It was like, I was, like, working and scraping by, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I was like... Did that bum you out at the time? I mean... Uh, or were you just viewing it differently? Yeah, I mean... I don't think I, I don't think I understood how important Sundance was even. Okay. Like, I don't how even, old were you then? Uh, probably like 20, 27 maybe. Okay. Um, so I don't even think I understood yeah. that like Sundance was such a thing. Uh-huh. Like, 
And also, like, you know, since it was an anthology film, like, I didn't feel like I had, like, ownership mm-hmm. of the film. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I do. Like, I felt like I it was, like, s- something I worked on. Yes. But, like, I didn't feel like... You're not going there as, like, I'm a DP that shot this narrative, yeah, beautiful, cinematic film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of VHS, the, the reason, like, it's a, you know, nothing to take away from the cinematography work, but it's, like, the content of it is what makes that movie good. Yes. Because it's not a... It's, almost, it's like a Blair Witch style. Exactly. exactly. Like, running around, trying exactly. to make it seem like, like a home video. Yeah. So it's all interesting. Yes. And I'm sure you work your ass off, but, like, there's a difference between that and shooting, you know, some sort of beautiful exactly. cinematic thing. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't go... I mean, I couldn't afford to go, didn't go, um, and... So then, not that one, but what about the next one? Where the the, the whole the whole thing is is inclusive of what I'm talking about, where it gets in to some to somewhere interesting, and like you feel real ownership of, of that, and you're really happy about the images that were crafted, and then you you so, go. What what was the one that had the whole process? Probably a feature I directed called "Stay Cold, Stay Hungry." Really? Yeah. So I came back from this Monday Night Football thing and wrote a feature uh, that I then spent the next like year on and off shooting um that's a pretty gargantuan lift where where did the desire like the you have to have a real burning desire to get that done yeah i mean i I was i mean i think i was on this tip of like okay like i've thrown out all my contacts like the world is my oyster now like what do i do Mm. um so i was shooting you know i was shooting a few i shot another uh i i second unit dp'd another um horror film uh called bitter feast um which I think was my first time. It was a really small film, but it was um, it had like actual actors in it. Yeah. Uh, it had James Legros in it and um, and Josh Leonard, who was in the Blair Witch Project. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so you know, it had like people, and the DP was amazing. It was this guy Mike McDonough, yeah. who has since gone on to shoot like he sh- like shot Fear the Walking Dead. He shot yeah. like a season of Bosch. Like I mean, he's like big dude, big time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it was my first time. It was my first time working with like people that I was like, oh shit, like mm-hmm. it was like definitely like a humbling experience because I was, I was like, I I am not where I thought I was right. in this food chain. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like so, you know, that was a movie where I was definitely like, definitely had to just like, I just like, you know, sat back and like watched and learned. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. okay, all right, okay, like I see, I see what's going on. Um, but we shot that on a five D, uh, and I was like. And I was like, okay, like I think I think I could just make a movie on a five D, just like with me and a couple actors. I was like, I think this is a, like a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote this feature, and uh, and like ran around New York shooting it. Like where did, and then where'd it go? Uh, not to Sundance. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but so it got into this festival. Uh, so the first feature I shot called I feel like I'm all over the place here. I'm probably too caffeinated. Uh, the first feature I shot uh, was this movie called Sta- Satan Hates You with that horror company that got into a film festival called the Coney Island film festival, uh-huh. uh, and ended up winning best film there. Uh, and then it had like a little theatrical run in New York. Uh, and like, that was cool. And, but like Coney Island, I was like, Oh, Coney Island's like, like, like those are the homies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I submitted my feature to there. Uh, and, uh, and we ended up winning best feature at Coney Island again with my feature. Uh-huh. Um, and so that was probably the first time I was like, all right, like, like this seems viable. Like yeah. it seems good. Um, sh- like maybe six months after that, um, I was in another festival called Black Star uh, in Philly mm-hmm. with the feature I directed. Um, and that introduced me to that festival. And it was, I think it was the, th- the third year of that festival. Yeah. Uh, and then, 
since then I've had at least something in that festival that I've shot every year. Um, so like, you know, it, like it start like the feature I directed started kind of like building these relationships with fest. It was, the, I, I think as a DP, I didn't realize that I should have been going to festivals mm. and it wasn't until that my feature was kind of on the festival circuit that I was like, Oh wait, like there's importance to this. And like, I should be at all these festivals, even for stuff I shot. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I think, so probably after that, I started then really like going Understanding every that. time, like anything, anytime I had a short or anything at a festival, like I would go, I would show my face, I'd make friends with people and like become like a person. You know what I mean? That like people knew and like recognized my face and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's probably, probably my feature is what kicked off my like, my kind of like, okay, festivals are like yeah a place to be. But then what was the next, from a DP perspective, what was the next film that you shot that got into like one of the big you know, three or four. Uh, so the next, the next film I shot that got into Sundance was this, uh, was this short film called Night Shift. Right. Um, which came about because I had become so friendly with the Black Star people mm. that I was speaking on a panel there. Mm. And after that panel, this guy comes up to me. I was also, this is around the time I was thinking about moving to LA. Mm -hmm. So this guy came up to me um, and he was like, hey, like I, you know, I loved your panel. I loved your take on, on cinematography. Uh, I have this script, like, love you to read it. We're shooting in LA. Like, where are you based? And I was like, oh, I have a place in LA. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, oh, cool. I was like, you know, like I'm in New York now, but like I have a place in LA too. And he was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, like no, you know, I just let's just talk said, more. Let's fine. talk more. And uh, called up a buddy of but mine. But this is a great, sorry, yeah. not to cut you off, but this is a great, I think, example of not um, discounting the smaller festivals for the worth that they might have in terms of the local film community that might show up there that Absolutely. can be um, the building blocks for Absolutely. bigger things. Yeah, and to never sure. discount those smaller ones. No, I mean... Um, Which is fascinating because that's not talked about a lot. No, I mean, I you know, there's like... You know, I think I think there's like there's a couple levels of festival, right? There's like the festival that's like, I'm not going to call out some random town. No, I, I don't want to make any, anybody feel bad, but like, no, there's like a small town speak, speak festival. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where like, you know, where it's like, everyone that goes to see the movie already knew the filmmaker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, every, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're not going to meet new people totally. and like, like there's that kind of thing. And then there's this second level of festival where it's like, the work is good, like, the work is as good as it is at the big festivals, but it's the movies that, for whatever reason, didn't get into those festivals. Yeah. And so it's, like, the kind of the net, you know, for those kind of, like, bigger ones. Yeah. But everyone there has, like, desires set on being in the larger festivals and, like, is on a career that. path. Yeah. And those ones are really valuable. Mm. Um, not so much even because you... Just because they're community building. You know what I mean? It's, like, mm -hmm. you're hanging, like it doesn't have the kind of like stress and pressure of the bigger festivals right. where it's like, I'm here and this is my one chance and I got to make this last and I got to like get in some magazines and get, you know what I mean? Like do all that stuff. Yes. It's just like, I'm here and I'm having a good time and I'm like with my family mm -hmm. and you know, and, and it's just about like making connections. The and pressure's off. Yeah. 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 And so like this festival in Philly, Blackstar is that to festival like to a T it's like, and it's, uh, yeah. it's like a family reunion every, every year. Well, I mean, shit, it literally know. is if you're getting in, yeah, right. in there every single <laughs> but year. But it's like, you know, uh, 
But it's one of those festivals where, like, if a director I don't know hasn't heard of it, yeah. if a director I know, like, I shot something for hasn't heard of it, I'll be like, make sure you submit to Blackstar because, like, mm. you should go there. Like, yeah. you should go there and you should meet those people and, yeah. like, you know. Um, but yeah, it's like, and I definitely now, have some that, that feel that way for me. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, like, there's festivals where it's like, where it's like, every time I go, I'm like, all right, like, I can't wait. It's like a vacation. Like, I chill. I see good movies. I meet new filmmakers. I meet, totally. like, everyone. It's nice. Um, it's great. So, so yeah. I mean, that's. I think that's the value of the smaller festivals, where it's yeah. like not. It's not like these kind of like organized, like speed dating esque networking events. Well, that's what I was curious to like to ask <laughs> like, you about because then Night Shift yeah. does go, and now you're in this place where you do understand the value of it. And so, what is that um, experience like, and how are you viewing it? So, especially because you seem to have a pretty like. I'm just going to take things. Not a negative way, like this is your yeah. strength, like as yeah, they yeah, come, yeah. and I'm I'm gonna try to not uh, succumb to whatever pressure. Yeah, I mean, so Night Shift was the first Sundance I went to, mm-hmm. um, and it was a really weird experience because I got there early, like I didn't know any better. So I got, I was there, I was like, I'm going to Sundance. And I booked out like the two weeks to be at Sundance, <laughs> which like I got there, and it was like a ghost town the day one i was like it was like a thursday and i was like oh, it is a beautiful place so <laughs> like, i mean it's like, not the worst place like, to be i was like oh like this is not what i expected yeah. so it would, it would be like be me at like a bar at night with like three other people yeah and like it was the weirdest thing and um and i was like okay this isn't like maybe i made a mistake by mm. coming here like is this gonna be valuable for me mm. valuable for me yeah um and uh and then like friday hit and then saturday hit and sunday hit and it was like packed right and i was like okay like all right it is and it ended so that sundance ended up being the first time that uh people knew who i was people i didn't know knew who i was and knew my work that's Um, that must be quite a feeling which was like a you know i mean it's like as a dp you operate in such like a bubble you don't like you know i mean like you i don't know what's happening outside the walls of the set that i'm working on that's why things like like cine gear are are really nice exactly Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it's like you know, I was walking around that Sundance and people would like come up to me and be like, are you a Bronco? Oh, you shot Night Shift. Oh, you shot this. Oh, you shot that. I love your work. Like, let's talk. Whoa. And I was like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like, totally unprepared and blown away yeah. by like that, you know, um, which like when that happens, I'm still a little like, <laughs> but you know, yeah, yeah. it's like, that was the first time that I was like, oh shit. Like, okay. Like I'm, I'm on the right path here. Like I'm making an impact. Like mm-hmm. my work is being seen. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is kind of. For yeah. real. When you say unprepared, is that just, you mean like emotionally or did you also feel like if you could have done that first one again, would you have done anything differently in terms of how no, you handled I didn't yourself? Have, right? I didn't have anything yeah. to show that first one. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I didn't have anything at the level of, of Sundance that first time. Besides the one that was in. Yeah, but like, again, like even that, I don't think was like Sundance level as far as cinematography was concerned. I understand. Do you know what I mean? Like it was a really like interesting film and an interesting cool thing. I understand. It was playing like the midnight short like the midnight section i feel you do you know what i mean like yes even like had i been there and like handed out cards people would have like gone to my website and be like oh i didn't mean the first one i meant this one for night shift what do you, sorry what do you mean that i mean when you were there for night shift and mm-hmm. you were feeling this when you were hearing these things about yourself and you're like well you know i don't know Did, would you have done anything differently if you could do that first one when you were there again or no um I mean, things have gone well, so. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think, you know, it's like, 
like like one of my mantras is like you can only you can only walk as far as you can see. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So totally. it's like that first Sundance was like my temperature check for like how that worked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and like I definitely did things differently just now in January when I was there with Clemency, but like mm-hmm. it was like I I don't think I would have changed anything. I was like going, yeah, I was going around yeah, as like getting yeah. getting feelers for like what it was. Well, so now let me ask you this: Now that you go and you have that experience, people, you you realize that things are going mm-hmm. in the right way, and people are saying, "I know your work." And yeah. you, when you come back from that, how how have, are you approaching the the game and and the work? Any be, be in in a, in a potentially different way, just knowing that you're like on your path, or or there was uh, no change. I wasn't, you know, yeah. like nothing, you know. I think. I think that, like, I've, I'm, I'm just doing the same work, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I try not to let outside circumstances change mm-hmm. my work or how I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, like, came back from Sundance, which was just, like, back to the grind, back to doing my thing, like, yeah. back to, you know, taking shorts that I loved, back to features that I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was in, I think I use, I use that Sundance definitely as, like, a, so, that was in January of 17 mm-hmm. and I was planning on moving to LA in July. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, like I'm going to like use this as my, like, I'm going to tell everyone here that I live in LA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that Sundance is val- really valuable for like meeting LA people. Oh, that's great. Um, so when I was going to say, what was that shift like that t- to move here? Was yeah. there, was there a drop off and like, did it worry you or did, was it, was it a kind of smooth transition just because you had, you laid the right groundwork pre-doing it. It was somewhat of a smooth transition because, you know, like I had, I, like I feel like I had a, a safety net here of like people I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't tell anybody in New York that I was moving. Yeah. So I would still get calls for stuff in New York and just fly back. Yeah. Um, and I think for a couple of months I was able to like keep up that facade of like <laughs> no one knew that I wasn't in New York. Yeah. Um, you know, like I was pretty... I like I didn't post anything on social media about mm. moving. So very intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it was definitely like a, a concerted effort to yeah. be intentionally like hazy yes. uh, about where I lived. Um so so yeah, I mean, you know, I think in that in that sense the transition was pretty was pretty uh pretty good. I mean, and then, you know, I ended up shooting uh shooting this feature clemency like Six months after I moved here. Oh wow! You know what I mean. So, oh, like, so I mean that. Talk, yeah, that's pretty smooth, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I mean, I came out. I came out to LA. Immediately joined the union. You know, I t- it was probably like a two month or so process of yeah. like getting all my stuff in order to join the union. Sure. Because uh, I just didn't realize that it was like a different process. It's harder out in LA west. as it was from New York. So like yeah. I had my New York paperwork ready to go. I showed up to the office here, and they, they were like, left. "Oh, like we don't deal with that. Like yeah. we, you got to go to this other spinoff office." Yeah, so, yeah. All right. Um, so I took a minute to like get all that stuff in order, mm-hmm. uh, and then shot you know shot this union feature clemency, uh, and then jumped off clemency onto uh, 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 that Amazon show Homecoming, um, which I was working in post on. Weirdly enough, what do you mean? So I was doing they like post stabilized almost every shot. Okay, uh, and they had had like the, the previous like test run for how to do that. Yeah. Uh, like that was being overseen by like a VFX dude. Uh-huh. And they were like, eh, it was all right. And so they brought me in because like I knew what a camera did. And like, I think it was easier to teach me the 
post side than it was teacher post dude the DP side. Fascinating. Um, yeah, so I did so I did stabilization on homecoming for a couple months, um, and uh, which my buddy Chad Peter, who I came out and shot that feature with, that mm-hmm. was like just the two of us. Ten years prior, uh, was the VFX supervisor on that. Wow! And so that's how like the things you can't possibly yeah exactly un- no. Um, so that's how that like happened, and then I jumped off that to go do this soccer documentary with somebody from SVA from like fifteen years prior. Right, well, you, well, you brought up earlier, <laughs> so, uh, and spent the second half of the year doing that soccer doc, uh, which I'm really excited about. Um, what is it? Uh, it's called Warriors of a Beautiful Game. It's about uh, women's, like basically women's football globally. But we follow this young woman from Brazil who like made it out of Brazil. And she, in the documentary, she's in her senior year at the University of Florida on a full ride. Cool. And it's about what her options are going to be graduating school. Cool. Uh, and so we basically go and interview somebody at the end of their career that took that path. And talk to them about it. That's awesome. And like, spoiler alert, they're all shitty options. Like, there uh, aren't good options for women who play football. Yeah. Um, well, female sports is a totally different band. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, did that... Uh, that's coming out hopefully. I mean, hopefully, you know, that'll have like a nice festival run yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so Clemency gets into Sundance and now yeah. for this one, not only are you going to go, but it sounds like you've, you felt like that one was actually the cinematography belonged in Sundance as well. Yeah. So I think, I think by the time Clemency got in, I was like, okay, cool. Like I have a pretty good idea of like how I should be approaching this. So I actually hired a publicist, oh. um, hit Sundance with a publicist, was like what does that look like? What do you? What does that mean? Um, so I mean, I think a lot of DPs don't talk about publicists. Yeah, like I was asking everyone I knew before mm-hmm. I did it, yeah. and every, I kept getting like, oh yeah, maybe I've heard of people doing that, and like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. why can I not get like a solid answer on like, on like who you know who you hired, how much they cost, and was it worth it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean? like, like a very normal conversation. And so, uh, and so, so yeah, I mean, you know, I hired, I hired a publicist. Um, and uh, and it was great. You know what I mean? Like it's the kind of thing I would do every festival, every big festival. What were they doing for you exactly? Um, so it was like you know that first Sundance. I don't think a lot of people knew who I like. People, individuals knew who I was, but like institutions didn't know who I was. Yeah. So like I was not on any list for anything. I was not invited to any parties. I wasn't. Like, so they kind of coordinated your event experience while there. Yeah, they reached out and be like, you, Eric should be on this list. So it's I mean it's basically somebody. I I also wasn't repped. At the time. Okay. So that's a long time ago, not repped. Yeah. With all of the success you were having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, basically, I, you know, I kept taking meetings with agencies, and the, every agency was like, all your narrative work is great, but like, let's get you making commercials. Right. They want to make money. And I was with you. like, okay, but like, that's not my focus right now. Like, right. what are we, like, let's talk about like narrative and how we build this. Yeah. And they were like, eh, not really. Yeah. So. It just takes so much longer for narrative to make real money yeah. for them and yeah, what they would exactly. consider real money. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and like I went to bigger agencies that were at the time like... You were swinging for the fence. Yeah. I was like, you know, they don't... Uh, you know, I think for them, they were like, well, like why are we going to work hard on this dude when like we have... Everything is going for us. We don't need to like be yeah. like yeah. finding the next guy. Yeah. Um, when that guy becomes the guy, he comes to us. Exactly. Yeah. Which then I... After a comedy, went back to all the same agencies. <laughs> like now, nah, was like they they reached out and they're like, "Hey, like good to see you're having success. Like come on back." Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So, uh, but so I never I I wasn't repped, and so basically my publicist was like call, making cold cold uh, cold calls to like parties and magazines and being like, 
you, if you don't know who this person is, like you should know this person. Like, so they were doing all of the stuff in like the preamble to it, like in the weeks ahead. Yeah, trying to just make sure that the experience that you had while there was as optimized as exactly, possible. Exactly. Fascinating. Um, and for that, in, Makes insanely, total sense. insanely valuable. Like, yeah, because I would do well, it every time. Because it would. Because like I was just talking earlier, like you know, because if you don't have that, then trying to get into those things. I don't know. There's this like weird high school vibe. Of, there is for sure, and it's and like it's it's, un, it's unsettling. There is. I mean, there's definitely like a weird kind of like clickiness to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and and also part of it is like is like like being like be, filmmaking is not like dating. Where like mm-hmm. if you if it looks like you're desperate and you want it, like it's not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like you know like having someone to like push on that stuff and be like, he needs to be in this party. Like this has to happen. Yeah. Uh, instead of you doing it instead yourself. Instead of me calling and being like, hi, like I'm, you know. It's the same thing like negotiating. If you have an same. agent to do it so for it's you, it's like, just better. You know, like I get to show up and be like, oh, I'm so happy to be here. This is great. Yes. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, You're a good like, cop. Yeah, exactly. For like three days prior, somebody's been like on the phone yelling at them. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> You have to know Eric. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then I show him like, oh yeah, no, I guess this party's cool. Yeah, okay, I'm just, just going to hang out for a minute. I got, I got nothing to get to. So it's like, well, no, but it's great to hear that kind of thing because it, 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 it makes sense because when you know from the like, if you like look at these things objectively, it would seem like this would be the type of environment that would call for this type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, so that's, I mean, basically, that's you know, that's that's what it. Like, I think after that first Sundance, I was like, okay, that was cool, but like nothing has really changed for me. Right. And I was like, how do I go about this now? Right. In a way that, that like, this will be a turning point in my career. That makes total sense. Um, which, I mean, I was just happy to be there. Like, you know, of but course. I, and I was like, I, like I'm just going to try and maximize this like exposure. Uh, you know, it was my first feature at Sundance. Uh, I, I was my first feature like in competition at Sundance right on you know so like I was amazed and I was just there and like it was weird to be there and like people are like the difference between being like I have a short come check it out and being like I have a feature in competition in competition is massive like as it, as it should be yeah as um, it should be you know and it's like there's only 16 features so it's like no, th- that's people a, are like well which one getting yeah <laughs> Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, it's coming soon. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, but like getting, getting there's, there's, there's various levels of getting into a festival. Yeah, of, of getting yeah, into yeah, a good yeah. festival, and you just describe that difference. And mm-hmm. It's very real. And then like, um, and then obviously the Variety, yeah, article like top one of the top ten cinematographers to be on yeah, the lookout yeah, yeah. for in 2019 is pretty dope. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, what, what is that experience like? When that happens, because um, it seems pretty big. It is. So again, like I didn't realize it was as big as it was. Like really, though, I didn't know. I like I I I was like, oh cool, like I'm gonna be in. Like I knew it was like a prestigious list. I knew I'd be like in Variety. Yeah. And my and my agent was like, no no no, like you, you like you have to go and physically get presented an award in Newport Beach. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, no, it's like a weekend. Like they're going to put you and your family up. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you're going to speak on a panel and like do a bunch of press and like, this is a thing. It's like a thing. And yeah. I was like, oh, this right. is an act. This is a, 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 a lifetime yeah. milestone. Yeah. 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 This is an achievement. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, that's the first, that's the first, uh, like separate from clemency winning. It was the first piece of recognition 
for my work like outside of the film mm-hmm. that I've ever gotten, mm-hmm. um, which was crazy. Right, because it's about you as a DP and yeah. not about the work that you did on, a, on any exactly. individual exactly. project. It's so about it's like, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, so it's huge. It was amazing. Like, it's, you know, my wife is always like, okay, you like, you have to like stop and enjoy things. Yeah. Because I'm every, always like. Every significant other everywhere is <laughs> telling their, their exactly. artist spouse or whatever, like, exactly. you have to just like enjoy exactly. something. Otherwise, my God, what's it yeah, for? Yeah, it's just like, you know, so, and like, I'm, st- I'm starting to like, I'm starting to do that. I'm starting to like, you know, um, you know. Yeah, like I, so I was gonna say, is there there must have been a feeling? Maybe you don't need it. I mean, some people are this way, and I and I think that that like it's a, it's amazing when they can be, but like that's a that's a very serious level of validation. It is. It is. I mean, and that, I think you know, I think that's what it's like when people win Oscars and they're like, I want to thank the Academy. Like I was when I was younger, I was like, I don't. Why, why does everybody thank the Academy? Yeah. And then like it wasn't until I was older, and I was like, oh, like you're thanking people, you're thanking they're your peers people. for recognizing you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. it's not some like nebulous, like no. you know, Cold War esque, like, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, subterranean government, like it's not you know, a faceless group. entity. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like no, it's like all the people that I know said that guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like that's I think that's what feels good about it. That's what's amazing about it. It's like, sure, it's, sure. It isn't you know some some entity. It's like I'm just being recognized by yeah. the people who like I look up to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I guess, again, it's in the same kind of way that you get back from Sundance. And even though all of that great stuff just happened, it's just about continuing on and doing your thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so like I'm in this new kind of like nebulous place of like... I would okay, imagine there must have been some sort of shift. I mean, there's been a you know huge shift in the types of movies that I'm being offered and like the conversations happening around like me shooting a film. You know yeah. what I mean? So... Um, you know, it was, it's like, um, nobody's calling me for shorts. Nobody, you know what I mean? Like, I'm getting called for like, you know, several, you know, for like, I'm in the like five to $15 million feature range now. Yeah. Um, You know, which is like a quick, a quick, uh, a quick jump. And like, thankfully, I'm totally ready for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, on you know, a technical like, level. You're yeah. Saying. Like, I've, yeah, on yeah. a technical level, on like a, on like a personal, like, confidence and comfort level mm-hmm. on, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, like I might be terrified if I walk on to like do a star Wars movie, but like, I think any, like if you're not, I don't yeah, know right. if you're not human, <laughs> but like, you know, but like I feel, or you're just Steve Yedlin. Exactly. Way. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, every step of the way, whenever the next door opened, like I've been ready. Right. I've been ready for like a year It or happened two. at the right time. Exactly. It yeah. happened at an appropriate time. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. never biting off more than you could chew. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I used to bite off more than I could chew all the time working genie. Yeah. People were like, oh, like we have a car rig. Have you done that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like under a car. Yeah. Like what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> uh, you know, but like, you know, but like doing, you know, having that, having that like grounding, mm-hmm. you know, ha- like you know, basically, like, I, you know, when I'm, when I'm on set, like, I know, I know every, like, I've done all the jobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, now, like, when I show up, it's like, okay, like, I'm comfortable. I know, I know what's going on. I know, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess, um, can, can kind of leave it with this last discussion on then where, what are you hoping for in the next couple 
years. I know that, that, that but that kind of doesn't even seem like your your way not, of thinking no, about yeah. it. Yeah, I just want to. I mean, I just want to make but, good stories and like. But that's a way. That's a takeaway in and of itself. Yeah. Um. It's again. It's not the kind of thing where it's like, where it's like I don't have like a game plan mm-hmm. in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like obviously I want to like I want to you know keep shooting like larger movies and that kind of thing. Uh, but not necessarily because the movies are larger, just because like, again, that kind of thing where it's like, when I get an opportunity, that's like a big feature. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, I don't want there to be a doubt in their mind or my mind that like, I'm ready. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it is important to me to like, keep, you know, like up my game and like continue to learn, you know, there are things to learn that like I haven't experienced before. Like I'm about to do a feature in the fall that's, um, uh, it's all gonna be on a set where like we have to create the view out the windows. Um, and so like now I'm heavy, 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 like researching. So I'm trying to figure out if I want to do like, um, if I want to, so I think our plan is to go with front projection. Uh Um, uh, if not, then the plan might be to go to do trans lights and add VFX to the trans light and like make cars move on it right. and such. Got you. Uh, or like add like a plane going sure. across. You Little know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Uh, just to like give it some give kind it of something. life. But it's like, I'm trying to figure out a better way to do it than green screen. It's a lot of like, it's like a penthouse apartment with like a lot of heavy, 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 heavy emotional scenes. Uh-huh. And it's like, I can't see actors being in there surrounded by green. Right. Um, just even for their experience. Yeah. 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 So. So, like, I think, I, I don't see us being in there for, like, two weeks, three weeks, maybe, you know, surrounded by, like, a green universe. You want as it to feel like a healthy, more realistic. To yeah, like, a healthy environment to, like, do this kind <laughs> to, of, like, deep character work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, you know, so, like, trying, you know, but and then, like, that's something I haven't, I haven't done before. So, it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, well, hopefully on every job, there's things you haven't done before. Exactly. But there's a difference between things that you, like, literally, I don't know if I can do that versus I just simply haven't done it before. Yeah, but yeah, I can yeah, yeah. utilize all of my technical ability and know yeah. how to, like, figure out how to do this the way I want to do it. Exactly. Which is, sounds exactly. like this is a perfect example yeah. of that exact yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, so yeah, it's like, you know, stuff like that. Um, shooting a feature on 35 film coming up, which Great. is amazing. Exciting. Um, you know, it's like every, I learned like when I was gaffing, everything was 35. And then by the time I like, I got a chance to shoot, it was gone. It was all digital. Yeah. And so like, it's coming back. I'm back. You know what I mean? Like I, I've now hit a place where, where it's like, well, sh- let's shoot film. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like there's that. So, um, you know, it's just about keep, you know, finding good stories I like and, 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 you know, grinding. Killer, man. Killer. I was so excited to talk to you, especially after like seeing that article and then seeing about clemency. Um, and thanks so much for being so open about the process. I think hearing, you know, some of the stuff that you're talking about, you know, like the publicist stuff, you know, like those are the things that um, it, it's nice to hear about it. Yeah. Because yeah, those yeah, are yeah. real aspects of the game. And, and I just appreciate you sharing. Absolutely. It. Yeah, that's right. well, thank you. <laughs>